guys, top guys. They are all mina top guys, top guys. We have top men working on it right now. Top guys, top guys. Who? Top men. Top guys, top guys. They are all mina top guys, top guys. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Top Guys Movie Podcast. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about cop movies and cops and cop duos and buddy cops, all things cops, basically. Uh, we'll also be learning a little bit more about Nolan's love life. And we've got Marissa with us this time. She's our top gal. She hasn't been back in a while, so it's welcome back, Marissa. And next week we're going to be talking about our favorite Christmas movie. So it's going to be a Christmas in July episode. Stick around for that one. Looking forward to it. Get some. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Top Guys Movie Podcast. I'm your top guy, Jim Davis. With me, I've got a couple of other top guys and a top gal. We've got Nolan and Marty. Nolan, how's it going? I'm amazing. If it was going any better, I would think it was a setup. (laughs) I love it. Marissa, Marty, how's it going? Going pretty well. Uh, Not as well as Nolan, but pretty darn well, Jim. Thanks for asking. Well, it's what I do. Um, Hey, Jim. Jim, how are you doing? See, no one ever asks me how I'm doing, Nolan. I I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I went and worked out tonight. I worked out at uh, Orange Theory, which was which was pretty tough. Oh wow! Um, I'm trying to get you know I'm trying to get in shape. I've got a face for radio and a body to match, but <laughs> I'm uh, I'm trying to stay alive for these damn kids. So <laughs> so working out, trying to eat right. I had some shrimp. I had some kale. Delicious dinner. I'm still hungry. I could probably nice. punch someone in the face right now. Yes. I haven't had sex recently, Nolan. I know you had sex about 15 minutes ago, so you're probably nice and relaxed and feeling I'm, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a wet noodle. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, we've got we've got kind of a different formatting on Top Guys. We've we've had Justin Gardy. Shout out to Justin. I don't know what's going on with him. He was the original Top Guy. He was sort of the the reason for the whole podcast. And then he just kind of fell off the planet. We're not sure what's going on with him. We're going to have to send out a search party, I think. But uh, until he comes, normally we would do line items and we talk about ridiculous nonsense here. I've got a couple of game ideas. I know we talked about uh, putting together some some silliness. Um, we were thinking about doing a Frankenstein top uh, buddy cop duos. Um, I also have some riddles if we'd like to do that. Um, but I'll leave it up to you guys. Should we do the Should we do the the cop the perfect cop movie with our favorite two cop stars, or should we do some riddles? I'm not really trying to solve a riddle on a podcast. Oh, fair. Right. Well, all the opposites for me, because if I say my cop dream team, I'm giving you little secrets of my list. Mm. Oh, that's coming up. Ooh, okay. So one part of my dream team isn't even on my list. Fair. Yeah. One, well, one of my dream team is like on my list and one's an honorable mention, but I say it's okay. All right, well, let's do Dream Team. I haven't really given as much thought, so I'm going to go last. Marty, since you're the newest top guy, or at least Nolan's done more podcasts than you, mm-hmm. so you're kind of the newer, newest top guy. Sure. Um, I will let you go first. And how many are you going to do? Just one? This is just your two favorite top guys, and you wish they made a movie together. Is that is that correct? Yes. And these are top gals, just like I'm a top gal. Ah, okay. I, was wa- yes. I was wondering if that was going to come up. Yes, and so this is my dream team, and it's a little bit, they're not hilarious, but they are bad A-Bs. My cop dream team would be Mayor Sheehan and Clarice Starling. Wow, that's a good one. 
Together they are kicking ass, they're taking names, they are biting people's faces off, and they are <laughs> fucking... Uh, what's that guy? Um, guy Pierce. Yes! You were halfway the there! Yep. Yes. So that's my top dream team. Badass bees. Coming Love for it. you. It's very good. Very good. I would, uh, I would watch that movie, for sure. Hell yeah. That's a Heavy. great one. What about you? Yeah. Oh, Jim, you're going last. Um, mine... I've, I've given this a lot of thought today, and I've gone through several variations, several forms, if you will, and um, my Frankenstein Dream Team Cop movie is the first five minutes of the first Lethal Weapon with Riggs, with Riggs drinking in his trailer, almost going to kill himself, losing his bullet, crying over his wife's picture. It's exactly the way Lethal Weapon starts. And then he gets word he has to go meet his new partner. So instead of going to the police station and meeting Murtaugh, like we see, he goes to a diner to meet his new partner. And who's sitting there reading the newspaper but Detective Alonzo Harris from Training Day? Nice. Ooh. That's a good mix. That's strong. Yeah. And he's trying to run the exact same like scam on Riggs that he runs on Hoyt in Training Day. It doesn't work. It falls right through. Riggs sees right through him. Then... Alonzo's like, yeah, I'm having a little trouble with these Russian mobsters. And Riggs is like, oh, Russians, I know how to learn with those stoly drinking assholes and Nam. And then they pretty much <laughs> team up and take down the Russian mob. They take down the three wise men. And in the course of that one training day, they become the pre- predominant like uh, underworld power in Los Angeles. Dude, you did get that a lot of You thought. thought about this all day, I can tell. The last like third of that came to me in the last five minutes. Like, So if I'd been on time, I wouldn't have even had half of that. So... You know, if that makes you feel better, Jim. My, my, my process is organic, and I just sort of have to let it happen when it happens. I love it. I love uh, – I, and I had to come up with this on the fly, so forgive me. But And also, this is just like – you have to understand a little background on this. All right, I'm going to give you my two guys, but then I'm going to go in a little background. All right, so RoboCop. Nice. <laughs> okay. And, and Judge Dredd. Now, not the Judge Dredd from the Sil- Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh, no. The later movie with Judge Dredd that had Bones from Star Trek in it. I don't know what his name is. I can't. I can't Keith Urban. Keith Carl Urban. Urban. Carl Keith Urban. Urban. Keith Urban. Carl Urban. Keith yeah. Urban's a, a Australian country and Western yeah. singer. Mr. Kidman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Carl mm-hmm. Urban and Robo. The original RoboCop and the second Judge Dredd. I'm into it. And I don't. Marty, have you ever seen the second Judge Dredd? Probably not. No. Okay. It's on my list. Is it really? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Dude, love, love, it's, love that movie. Yeah. But RoboCop and Judge Dredd being locked into peach trees and having to, to scale, that would have been a lot more fun to watch. And just there's cutting people down. Um, so, yeah, that, those Sold. are my picks. I love, I love it. it. All right. Well, love that's it. the only game I had set up for this. And we ripped through it super fast, which is great. I love that we're moving quickly. I think that that's a lot of fun. Um, and I also love the fact that I, my job of editing will be super easy. But this also gives us uh, an opportunity to uh, spend a little more time on, on our uh, honorable mentions and then even on our top picks. I don't know how much time or how much overlap we're going to have on this, um, but let's get started. Uh, Marty, yes. you're, the, you're the newest top gal. Hit us with your three honorable mentions. Should I just go boom, boom, boom or three in a row? Or three in a row and then pass. Give me, give me one. You know, if we, if we feel the need to comment, we will. If you feel the need to to add some some color around it for the reason okay. for your pick, go for it. 
Okay. So this top one, or the number three honorable mention is actually three bundled into one. And I bundled them because they're very superficial. So I'm just going to rock and roll really quick. First, (laughs) Blue Bloods. This is why. I used to go to a nail salon. and (laughs) I love where this story's going already. (laughs) Yes. So if you guys, we're going to just educate the guys in the audience right now. If you've ever been to a nail salon that's, you know, not necessarily the best of the best, they typically have a flat screen TV. They pop something on and it's generally HGTV, rom-com, something like that. But in this case, it was Blue Bloods on mute. And I have sat there and watched seasons of Blue Bloods on mute (laughs) while my nails are 100% dry. They're like, ma'am, you can leave. I'm like, shh. Hold up, hold up. (laughs) <laughs> Second, Miami Vice because of the clothing, the 80s music, the synths, the, Love it. you know, colored, uh, not colored, uh, rolled up sleeves. Mm-hmm. That was really important to me as a, my in my youth. And then Hill Street Blues simply because of the theme song. That's my honorable mention number three. All right. So before we move on to Nolan, I, oh, yeah. that's Marty, That that's you're you're really punching above your weight class there because <laughs> I... I what the fuck understand. is that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah, I have well, no idea what that means. Jim. It just means that those shows are for really old people. Like, I was a tiny tot. First yeah. of all, Blue they syndicate Bloods, these TV shows, Jimmy. They show them after you know their original run. I'm aware, but yes. Blue Bloods is I might even still be on the air. I don't. I have no idea. But Blue Bloods is probably playing in every no-string home in America right now. That or <laughs> that or yes. Matlock. Yes, that, that's what I mean. Also, Hill Street Blues and Miami Vice are before your time. I don't. Know, I mean, I know you watched you watched reruns, but yeah, I thought, I thought I'd get something a little more contemporary out of you. That's all. Well, I know nothing. Minute. I know nothing about Blue Bloods. I'm looking it up for the first time right now. It's got Tom Selleck in yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan, the reason you don't know anything about Blue Bloods is because you're not 75 years old. That's why. Or correct. It. Nor do you frequent this very specific nail salon. No, I guess I don't. Yes, Maybe it's should. so good that watching it on mute is even amazing. I have CBS All Access. I can make this happen. This is great. All right. Oh man, this is what yeah, this is podcasting. This is what it's all about. Educating. Are we, <laughs> we going to get a uh, a trivia five one two Blue Bloods question? <laughs> there, ju- there just may be. Just every now and then, I like to just be a son of a bitch and do one like that. Yes, that sounds fucking amazing. Yes, thank you. Yes, and yes. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Marty. All right, yes. Nolan, let's hit him up. All right, we're doing all three. Uh, my first honorable mention uh, is Kindergarten Cop. Ooh. Because it's a cop movie, and it's Arnold. It has that super weird, like, mother-son bad guy couple. It's, like, <laughs> semi, like, sort of psychosexual. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. It's got him punching the abusive dad, and... Honestly, like, I have no idea why, like, ever since, literally since I was a little kid and got yelled at, people yelling at kids, and kids not really being phased by the fact that they're being yelled at, <laughs> is just one of the funniest fucking things to me in the world. I can't get it, I'm just, I don't know, I just, I love it, I love Arnold, uh, he was gonna be on the list, and I just didn't feel like Kindergarten Cop was gonna be represented, and so, I... I threw it's it in not there. Not a tumor. It's not a tumor. I've done uh, several uh, trivia rounds where it's just like people freaking out or people insulting people, and then I just did a straight up Arnold round. And um, kindergarten cops, easy money when it comes to trivia. Like people are just anything you want to put in, people are gonna love that shit. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> uh, my 
My second honorable mention is Demolition Man. Wow. Because okay, I, you think it? Do you think it deserves more than an honorable mention? No, is that why I you said. It, well, I don't even think it does. There's dude the the cop genre of shows sure. and movies mm-hmm. is there. It's a dense field. There's a lot of subs- yeah. There's so much. So that movie at the this is a very 1994 movie. I don't know when it came out, but I'm going to say 1994 movie. Um, no way, 1990. Wes- Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock. Ooh. Um, weird. I'm going 96. You're going 96. I'm going to say 94. Let's look this up. I'm, I'm I'm doing this number crunch right now. Demolition Man demo. D E M O L. 2093. Wow. All right. October 8th, 1990. This is a very mid 90s movie because it just the set pieces and stuff are kind of ridiculous, and the dialogue is so ridiculous too. But I want to hear why you love this movie, Nolan, and why it deserved to be in your honorable mentions. I mean, I don't know what's not to love about this movie. First off, it's a it's a time travel movie. It's a cop movie. It's a fish out of water story. Um, it's got about a year before she recognizes her full potential, Sandy B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, like, forget about it. Wesley Snipes just destroying it. And um, really, maybe the most enduring legacy of the entire movie is the three seashells. In yes. our bathroom, in our bathroom right now, we have, like, a basket of seashells. And it's just a total non-sequitur. They just throw it at you and leave it there and... You know, it's just good shit. I mean, I don't know. 187, murder, death, kill. I mean, the fact that, like, Los Angeles has turned into this, like, total fucking utopia, and there's, like, only one cop that, like, remembers, like... For a while, I was actually going to do Alonzo... From my uh, Frankenstein movie, was going to be Alonzo Harris was the cop that gets demolitioned, man. And then, <laughs> and then he comes out, and then basically it turns out that Wesley Snipes is his son, and they were going to team up and, again, just take over Los Angeles. A lot of mine end up with, like, the cops winning. Or the bad guys winning over the cops, or like cricket mm-hmm. cops. I can't get enough of that shit. And my third honorable mention, uh, just because of the pure gall and balls of it, is uh, Den of Thieves. Ooh, Any love, love Den, of Thie- Den of Thieves heads out there? Absolutely love Den of Thieves. The fact that they like so unabashedly ripped off Heat. <laughs> like. I mean, just like they, they didn't even like try to hide it. They were just like, nah, it's been like 15 years. We're just going to do heat again with just like <laughs> bigger, more muscular people. And like, I don't know. I, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Gerard Butler fan. I wasn't a member. I wasn't a part of the Gerard Butler pod that you guys did. Mm. Uh, one of my favorites, but just like, Fitty's I love it. it. Who? Fitty. Fitty. 100. Fit, yeah, Fitty's oh. in it. 100%. Like, again, a rapper in the movie? Like, stop it. But <laughs> I love a good piece of shit cop. And uh, I feel like Big Nick in Den of Thieves is about yeah. the biggest piece of shit that you could possibly come up with. Uh, I just love Den of Thieves. I love all the testosterone. I love the the scene where he, like, 50 cents, like, flexing on his daughter's, like, prom date. And there's, like, the gym full of, like, the garage full of dudes working out. And there's, like, two little kids in there flexed up with, I, I don't know. I just can't get it. <laughs> it's just—it's fucking absurd. I love it. Those—those those are my—those are my three. That is three. Yeah, those are my three honorable mentions. I love them. Uh, Gerard Butler. Yes, uh, he, we're a big fan of Gerard Butler here at Top Guys Podcast. We've done a whole show about him. So my my uh, honorable mentions are going to start with the other guys. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine are primarily around movies, but I do have a TV show in there. 
Uh, Other Guys is a is a movie that takes place almost on another planet. It's so weird the way the dialogue is delivered, what it's about. Mark Wahlberg's and Will Ferrell's uh, relationship is so off. Mark Wahlberg is so uh, like it's like he has brain damage. <laughs> Will Ferrell also. Uh, I have two brothers that are cops. My brother Mike and my brother Jerry. Um, Whoa! And I reached out to them and said, "Hey guys, what's the best cop movie out there?" Um, they both gave me a ton of, of answers, but the other guys was in both of their selections. There you go. Um, that so confirms said, it. Absolutely. Uh, my second Jimmy, op- that's a whole other pod. You get oh, your yeah. two cop brothers on talking about cop movies? Yes. Well, I... I Why are we here? I mean, yeah. I just kind of feel like that's I'm a no-brainer. Sit, yeah, well, I'm, sitting know, at, I'm sitting at someone else's desk right now, and it's not right. <laughs> I, you, you know what you guys have that they don't have? Hmm. Um, easy, he- easy, easy. Tell us. <laughs> headphones and a condenser mic. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Fair. They're cops. Um, <laughs> all right, so my second, my second honorable mention is seven. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Sorry for yelling. Um, love Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman in this. They're both... Uh, Morgan Freeman obviously adds a level of gravitas to everything that he does. Uh, Brad Pitt is sort of in his like fight club super hot guy phase, but you believe him as sort of the wrath at the end and, mm-hmm. and, and the anger that's bubbling Oof. over inside of him um, and, how, and how kind of sickening the city is and how much it's getting to him. Uh, such a great performance. And then, of course, it's a Fincher movie, so all of that stuff on top of it. And it's legitimately scary i mean the yes it the, really is the spiked dildo and all that like just frightening frightening stuff the fat oh, yeah. guy the fat guy that uh chokes on food the yeah. gluttony scene that really scarred me for life yeah sloth when he wakes up when yes. you think he's uh, dead and then he pops up he's like a mummy that's fucking uh, horrifying oh no. that's a, that is uh. a good fucking movie but that's one of those movies that's scary and gross but i can watch it over and over and over again like I never that was me. man i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead I said, even though I know what's in the box, uh, yes. I can still watch it. It's still a great scene. Mm-hmm. That's that's when Brad was really starting to like flex around a little bit. Because like, that movie came out in 95. Mm-hmm. Legends of the Fall came out the year before Gangster. in 1994. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when he was really like, hey, guys, same year Interview with a Vampire came out also in 1994. Like, this is what – those are three movies he threw out in two years. Um, I feel like that's when everyone was really starting to like – He's like, if there's not an anguish in a scene like of anguish where I'm like, I find my wife's head in a box, or like I have to cut my dead brother's heart out, or you know, <laughs> right. my my weird vampire daughter's been cindered by the sun. <laughs> like, I mean, he, like I feel like he wasn't taking any roles where he's like, no, if I don't get a chance to like eat a little bit, and then he just didn't take it. I feel like that was when people started like looking at Brad Pitt and being like, all right, he's not just this impossibly hot god angel. All right, all right number so. three, honorable mention. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. So when I asked my brothers, who are cops, um, what their favorite cop movies or shows are, they gave me a long laundry list. Um, And then they asked, are these just ones that we enjoy or are these ones that are the most kind of true to life? Um, And I said, well, both. You know, what what do you love? And, of course, you know, they gave all the usual suspects that we'll probably bring up in our top picks. I love the usual suspects. (laughs) Yes. Great great movie. Yeah. but what they said over and over again was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And they said, because that's because it's a goofy show, it's it got a lot of gags and jokes in it. But they were like, for the most part, like 90% of our job is just hanging around the station and, and cracking jokes. Really? So, wow, I feel great about that. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I love that. Th- those are your tax dollars at work. <laughs> yeah, but, but when they when they, have I'd be to okay go, if a firefighter said that to me. A cop, I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> they're just there's not a whole lot happening all the time. I mean, when they're out and they're working, they're dealing with you know gross, disgusting shit all the time. But you know, when they're when they're sitting around hanging out, like everyone's just being as stupid as possible. So. They both love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love it, too, because I love Andy Samberg and Chelsea Peretti and uh, everyone else that's in that show. Um, all right. So those are... I've never our... seen a moment of that show. <gasps> oh. Dude, I swear it's to a, God. It's Do I need easy, to? It's an yes. easy watch, dude. If you like so a good... Easy. If you like an easy watch, like a Angela and I story. like Angela and I like a good, like, a very easy watchable sitcom, something we could, like, crush three of out, like, before we go to bed, no sweat. This like, is it. Is it? Brooklyn oh, Nine-Nine. Yes. Okay. Put it on the list. Start on season like three, though. You don't. It does. It's not really it like chronological. They don't really hit their stride until season three. Like the first couple of seasons are fine, but they're not super funny. Um, All right. Season Sold. three is where it really starts to pick up. Fox, right? Uh, yeah. So it's Fox. probably on Hulu. It's definitely on Hulu. Okay, cool. Love it. That's All right, where let's I move watch on. it. All right. Let I'm us, excited let for us you. move on. I am excited for you too, Nolan. That's going to be. I love it when I, someone's like, "I've never seen The Wire" or you know, something. You're like, "What? You want to have some fun? Watch The yeah. Wire." Yeah. Well, if you and they're like, "I'm not," I, you know, give me a recommendation for a good show or whatever. And you're like, "Oh, well, have you seen The Sopranos?" And they're like, "No." And you're like, "Well, then fucking watch that." Then well, then you fuck doing? you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, cool. Well, it's top picks time, guys. This is a, the most important time fuck. of the night. The most important yes. time of the podcast. Did you just say important? I may have said important, but you know what I mean. I these guys, this, this is the most important ones these guys is doing tonight. I'm ready. <laughs> um, yes, Marissa, you're our top gal. You're our newest top gal. Hit yes. us with just. We're not going to run through all three. Just hit us with number three pick, and then we'll okay. comment on it, and then we'll move on to Nolan's number three pick. Okay, number three, and. Guys, this was really, really hard. There's so many things to choose from. And it's like, is it buddy-buddy? Or is it like, are we serious here? What's happening? But here's my top three, or number three. That is going to be 1998's Fallen. Ooh. I I almost, I swear to God, Marty, I almost put that on my list. So good. It's so scary. So good. Is on my side. Oh, can you edit that out? Yes, no, it's, but he won't. <laughs> I can edit it out. It won't be edited out, <laughs> it won't but I can edit it out. I, I could listen to that song for a while. It's so, it, yeah, it makes it so sinister. It just seems, it's foreboding. It seems like something terrible is about to happen now. Because it does. It yeah. literally happens. Oh. oh, and then also the movie it's closes such a... with Sympathy of the Devil. Oh, yeah. Devil. And it's like, oh, I get it. Does it? Pretty sure. Yeah, when the cat's running around. Oh, yeah, it totally does. Man. What a che- what a what a cheap gimmick! Like I mean, that cost nothing. Yeah, it, that cost absolutely nothing. Hey, they like, had to hire a cat wrangler. Yeah, like you had to get the cat guy was the most important part, and you just like you just gotta get some people. Like, god that damn it, that's just so- everywhere. You know it. <laughs> oh yeah, little demon cat. Yeah, cat on trailer <laughs> smelled awful in there. That's a really that's a solid top. That's a solid uh, pick hey, again, yeah. and also John Goodman. Yes. yes, I was about to dive in. John Goodman, he is actually, he steals the show, I feel like, because you don't know if he's good, you don't know if he's bad. It's like, what's happening there? Then Denzel, clearly everything that he touches is gold. So him just wandering around trying to solve this case, and then all of a sudden he can't, because you know why? Hashtag 
the devil. Yes. And being, you know, a nice Catholic girl and growing up in the church, it, re- it really fucked me up. And I'll tell you one <laughs> thing, um, a little bit of trivia. I saw that for the first time with your wife, Jim, and we were in uh, high school. Did you, wait, hold on. Did you watch it in the theater or did you watch it like rented from Blockbuster? No, we definitely rented it from Blockbuster Ooh. and watched it at her mom's house with Ellen. Did she was, watch- was, was there like a slumber party? There's a slumber party, but it's not like how you think. Pretty so there was sure... no like tickle fight at the end of uh, Fallen? No, no. <laughs> we definitely ordered pizza. They passed out and I was scared and went to bed like, with nice. the open. I was yeah. going to say, I don't. Uh, <laughs> when, before, when I first met Sam, she never made it through an entire movie. No. We'd put one on and she'd fall asleep 45 minutes in. Easy. She's 16 years old, passing out, and this was still happening in 1998. So, yeah, nothing has changed. Movies movies were like ambient to Sam when I first met her. <laughs> That's like white noise. Yeah, I can't sleep. Well, let me put on The Departed. <laughs> yeah so that's that's my pick great memories slash really scary and i saw it on i think one of those tbs's tnt's whatever the other day and i was like you know that's a good one it is a good one it's it's underrated in the in the the canon of denzel but i feel like denzel's a lot of his movies are underrated but yes yeah fantastic pick no, good number three mm-hmm. Thank what you. do we got nolan what's your number three i'm waiting Ooh. for something wacky you know you're gonna be like the expanse season four or something <laughs> no actually yeah that's where you're fucking wrong jimbo my top three pick is a little tv show on fox called cops yes <laughs> That's a great pick. Yeah, I didn't see Love cops. Yeah, didn't see that shit coming. No. Did not see so that. a lot of these are gonna be autobiographical. In fact, my entire top three are all autobiographical. So cops came on before the Simpsons. Wow. On Sunday night. They would show an hour straight of cops. I remember. And then it was the Simpsons. And so I would sit there with my dad just because again trailer house on the gulf coast not a lot going on <laughs> and uh what definitely only one tv which my dad was super in charge of and um so yeah i just watched a lot of cops and that was a big educate that was a big educational thing my dad would you know would tell me how to act and like this that's how you should act when you get arrested that's how you shouldn't act if you get arrested like oh. if you, i mean straight up Learning he'd be moments. like yeah he'd be like hey if you get arrested don't act like a goddamn fool and hit your head against the fucking cop door like you know oh. show a little dignity and um i'm gonna waylay that into the episode of the x-files that was an episode of cops there's an episode of the x-files mm. where they're just following around a cop on halloween in south central la but it's, so it's an episode of the X. So it's an episode of the X Files, but it's an episode of Cops. And so they're following this rookie cop, and everyone keeps call, everyone keeps calling and basically being like, "Yeah, this werewolf was like trying to tear down our door." Like everything everyone's afraid of. Like it's basically like a boggart on Harry Potter. There was this demon Ooh. in the neighborhood that basically would manifest itself as whatever you're being filmed. But uh, sure. anyway, that's my number three. You Couple of things. You want to know unorthodox? Nolan gave it to you, Jimbo. Uh, you always do, Nolan. I'm, I can't wait to hear your number one. But a couple of things about the whole background there. One is uh, based on your humble beginnings. I think your father should have said when you get arrested rather than <laughs> if you get arrested. Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to give me yeah options for my future. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's that's just good. That's just good parenting right there. Um, 
And then also it was funny when you said Boggart from Harry Potter because you got a oh out of Marissa. Yes. Because all you have to do is mention something Harry Potter related and Marissa's like, I'm in. I what know. are we doing? <laughs> well, how long are we talking about this? How much time do you got? Right. <laughs> He'll say we don't have a lot of time. We actually have as much time as we want. So, That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Harry Potter is to Harry Marissa. fucking Potter. No. Is to Marissa <laughs> what The Expanse is to Nolan. Oh, man. Any Jesus reason Christ. to talk about it. Yeah. Let's we're, go. We're going there. Let's go. All right, fuck, fuck you guys. It's my turn. Yep. Um, my number three, Tango and Cash. <laughs> my man. There it is. That's just a good movie. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend it. And, they, and you know what happens? They're both trying to track down the same drug dealer. They somehow, they, somehow they get mixed up and framed for the same crime. They get sent to prison. They break out together. I mean, it's the most far-fetched, ridiculous thing. The, the dialogue in it is, is hilarious. But the, the action pieces are fun when i was 10 or whenever that movie came out and i saw it for the first time i was like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my entire life absolutely couple things i swear to god my other frankenstein buddy cop movie was tango and cash where kurt russell and sylvester stallone switch roles (laughs) and my second favorite thing about tango and cash is the guy that they fight in prison, Conan, this guy that popped yes. up in like a several movies in the late 80s and early 90s with this this like like subhuman like Neanderthal like comically large jaw? Yes. I mean, it's like like a surgically enhanced jaw. <laughs> I don't I, I don't even I don't even fucking know. And Sylvester Stallone saying Rambo's a pussy. Yes. Yes, like, he did say that. They're movie. like, they're like, who's this guy think he is? He thinks he's Rambo. And he's like, Rambo is a pussy. He like looks right at the camera and says it. And it's just like, <laughs> yes. Like, break down that fourth wall. It is. It, and I forgot about that line, but it's so good. Tango and Cash. If you're 10 and you're a boy and you're listening to this, you shouldn't be. But this is, that's the movie for you. It's fantastic. All right. Marissa, number two. Top sure. Yeah. Is so that Terry I, Hatcher? I'm sorry. Is that Terry yes, Hatcher? It is. Yes. She plays the stripper. Oh man. This oh. Uh, or sister. Kiki. Sister. Yeah. Kiki. Yeah. Well, what is it? He's she's Sly's sister. Yeah. Right. And then Kurt Russell's giving her the back massage, but she's all into it, and he thinks he's banging her. Yes. Oh. Oh yeah. Which which Terry Hatcher it's, at the height of her powers too. I forget mean, about it. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. One of Jerry Seinfeld's hottest girlfriends ever. Oh, yes. They're real. Yes, they're real and they're spectacular. spectacular. Oh, good shit. (laughs) Hell yeah, Marty. We should hang out. This is great. We're best friends. Yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've already, like, attained a higher relationship that, like, Jim and I have been trying for for the past, like, three years. (laughs) Very true. I've been been trying to be Nolan's friend for uh, at least half a decade. It's right? never worked out. You guys have bonded more in the past 20 minutes than me and him ever have. Oh, well, so, just something special. Got yeah. the factor, I suppose. She's, she's just not trying so hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I try too hard. That's why people wouldn't sell me LSD at the uh, Rat Dog concert. Everyone thought it was a cop. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Marty, go. Number two. All right. So I, I take your cops and I raise you a first 48. Ooh. You love that shit. That's your that's your Fuck, jam. Yeah. I love it. I I was thinking, oh, buddy cop movies, that's funny. No, I want to be scarred for life. I want <laughs> dead bodies. Not like want, but you know, that's what interests me. Not again, not dead bodies. But the investigation around it, it's been on for 17 years, 20 yeah. seasons, multiple spin-offs. Each episode starts with a murder. And it's different cities, and of course we get to know the cops. We get to know. We get to follow the investigation. We get to 
understand happens and just the heartbreak of it. It's compelling television for me. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. There's a comedian Tom called uh, Tom Segura. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with him? He does an amazing like five minutes on the first 48. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's uh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm happy to do impressions, but I, I feel like uh, Jimbo's watching. My number two is a little movie from the mid '90s called The Fugitive. Oh, I don't huh? know if that's a cop movie though. That's what a the fugitive. fuck are you talking about? I mean, Tommy Lee, Jones, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Are we saying like local pl- just police officers? Are we talking like constabulary or like peace officers in general? Like he's a U.S. marshal. Like, are we just talking about no, cops? That cops? Count, that counts. I'm just saying the star of the movie is clearly the fugitive. Uh, yeah, but Tom, Tommy Lee Jones won the Oscar for the fugitive. Did he really? Half a half, like literally half, if not more, of the movie is like Tommy Lee Jones' pursuits of him, and it's got the whole, it's got the whole crew. You got Joey Pantilano in there, um, yeah. the guy with the ponytail who goes deaf, the sassy black lady. I mean, it's got, it's like this whole ensemble, and I don't know. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, and if you don't like, and if you don't like it, I don't care. Hinky, what does that mean? Hinky, it's not even a word. That totally ad libbed, by the way. Uh, can I did, do can I do my line reading of Tommy Lee Jones's speech from The Fugitive? Yes, please. Please. All right. Average foot speed over uneven ground barring injury is four miles an hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. What I you're, want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every <laughs> gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. You're welcome. Hold on, let me bring it up. <laughs> Let's say, can I just do it too? <laughs> oh, all right. All right, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven grounds, barring injuries, is four miles per hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. ovation. That was better. You had the full. I, I didn't have the full quote in front of me. I just wanted to do the residence, warehouse, farmhouse, and I just wanted to do. That. You didn't have that in front of you. That was really good. You had it. I'd look it up. Oh wait, no, no, no. I had the quote in front of me, <laughs> but I didn't have the full quote. The are your your well, I, 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 Dr. Richard Kimball. Well, that's the best part. Like the way he sort of he like says it all like twenty yeah, twenty. It's like Doctor yeah. Richard Kimball. Like yeah. Ugh. Marty, he's good. He's good. You want to do, do a line reading? You want, let's, let's hear it, Marty. Oh, do it. I, I, I can't. Um, let's I see. didn't think I could until I did it. All right, all right, all right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for ninety minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injuries, is four miles per hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. Nice. I mean, Jim, you definitely you came in last, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna well because there's only two, three people voting. We're all gonna kind of point at each other. But I will agree that I came in last. I don't care. I, I didn't have you guys had the good beginning and the end. I didn't get that. I just got the the meat. Well, that's part of it. That's part of it, Jim. <laughs> um, f- fuck you guys. It's my number two pick. So. Can we hear your number two pick, Jim? This Marty's got a good head on her shoulders. I like her. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Nolan. She's a, she's a good kid. Um, <laughs> she's a pistol. Day. Nice. Oh. 
Yeah. I don't know yeah. if anything else really needs to be said. It's training I, day. Yeah. It won. It won an uh, Denzel. Did Denzel win the Oscar for this? I believe he did. Yeah, he did. Over. Yeah, that was a hotly contested Oscar because it was supposed to go to Russell for A Beautiful Mind. Oh yeah. And then, That's uh, nice. and then there was a little controversy about the source material. Some unfortunate quotes by John Nash about Hebrews. And, uh, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's got, coming it, back. Yeah, it's all coming it, back. It, yeah. It's all coming back. Wow. Not okay, to say well, that Denzel didn't deserve that Oscar because, goddamn. King Kong ain't got nothing, nothing. on me. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I know, Jim, that right before we started recording, I was like, oh, I don't longer work for that company. Mm. But when I was um, on a group chat, we would just send each other uh, memes and gifts of yeah. Denzel from Training Day, like for the last however many X months that we've been in <laughs> at home. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, we didn't communicate in words, just yeah. in gifts from yeah. Training Day. <laughs> so there you go. It's not what you know, it's what you... And I can understand wanting to be a cop and wanting to take down the bad guys and all that stuff. I mean, obviously it's in my blood, but like, <laughs> but like if someone hands sorry. me... If, if someone were to hand me a brick, a giant brick of cash... And be like, it's untraceable, dog. Like, no one's ever going to find it. This send your kid to college. He like said it. He's like, send your kid to college. Yeah. I don't know if I would have the uh, fortitude or the moral rightitude to say no to that. No. Can I, get, can I get an amen on that? Especially if Lloyd has seen Serpico and knows that, like, if he says no to this, like, he's not just saying no. He's, like, painting a huge fucking target on his back. Like, right. You know, you take the money just because you don't want everyone else to kill you. Right. Like that's, that's what, and that's fair. what Denzel basically says to him. Like, yeah, he's like, if you, money, we got a problem. Yeah, we have a big fucking problem. Like, yeah. that's a whole subplot of like Better Call Saul, where it's like Mike's kid when he was a cop, and Mike like tells his kid to take the fucking taste. Yeah. Anyway, it's a heartbreaking story, but uh, it it's a story for another show. podcast. Yeah. Um. Great. Do you like Do you like Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad? I like. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, yeah, better than mm -hmm. most people. Sure, um, <laughs> I love it. It's a more fun show. It is, yes, and I loved seeing how he became. You know, Breaking Bad's one thing you kind of get it right off the bat, but Saul Goodman, uh, it's, it's or, a deeper, or, it's or, a, or Jimmy, whatever, Jimmy, yeah, just just literally has the world constantly shitting on him at all times. Yeah. So where I'm, like, yeah, I fucking get it. Like if I was him, I would have become Saul Goodman too. I'm insanely looking forward to the last season of this show. Yeah, me too. Apparently, apparently it's going to reframe how Breaking Bad ended somehow. Right. Well, different, anyway, sorry. Different Dude, subject for different podcasts. We're moving on to number one picks. This is a very important time. I expect a, you guys to have the reverence that this time deserves. Marissa. Do we need to take yes. a moment? Please take a moment, take a deep breath, and hit us with your number one pick. Genuflect and go. I just feel like there doesn't need to be a lot said. I mean, this is the, I'm on IMDb looking at quotes and it's 8.6, number 21, best movie of all time. Oh. Silence of the Lambs. Well, scary. Yeah. Scary movie. Maybe Talking one of the scary, the scariest movie I ever saw when I was a kid. Also yeah. featuring my man, Scott Glenn. Always yes. Scott Glenn. He Always was Scott great. Glenn. Yes. I love those wire rim glasses and those sweatshirts. I want those sweatshirts. <laughs> Can we bring those back? I just want to jog in sweatshirts all day yeah. <laughs> with like a half pony. And That's full makeup. Life. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, talk about scoring for life. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like the scariest parts though 
where the dialogue between Sir Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, like yeah. when she goes and visits him in the jail and, you know, she's doing her whole uh, um, just questioning on him. Questionnaire and, you know, spirit. Together. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's far spookier. But I was going to say then Buffalo Bill. However, I might retract that because the whole like making an outfit out of people's skin and keeping people in wells and then poodles the tucking scene and then the <laughs> clearly the the line of the century it puts the lotion on yeah. the skin yeah. or it gets the, the hose again. again. Yeah. yes i say that to this day on on the daily really no the 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 crazy part in that movie is jodie foster in the basement without a weapon in the dark that and, she has and, a weapon oh she well she doesn't you know she she just can't see anything or hear anything yep. And he's got the night vision goggles on, and he's like Ooh. basically almost touching her in the dark. Oh, oh when he's God. reaching out, yeah, terrible, Ooh. dude. I, I mean, I remember seeing that as a kid. I, I think I'm, I'm almost broke a finger for how tough my fists were. <laughs> I was so broke scared. A finger. I was like, no, Jodie Foster. Yes. Ugh. I, I yeah, feel definitely. Like... Definitely in terms of like putting a weird, sinister context on a song. Oh, goodbye yeah. horses. Amer- American girl. Oh, American girl. Yeah, oh. yeah. Where it's just like, oh, you just, I don't know, just it's like, oh man, this is gonna be fucked. I don't know. She's just, I don't know. It's just such a wholesome scene. You're just like, yes. Ugh. I have information on that because I watched um, something the other day on Tom Petty. Oh and yeah. They're just talking about how Tom Petty is so all-American and so wholesome that they could even interject him into the scariest movie of all time, one of the most scariest movies of all time. Yeah. And you want to like kind of let your guard down as an audience member. That's really the feel that the movie makers wanted to achieve. And they're like, how do we do that? How do we make the audience feel the warm and fuzzies? Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. That'll do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, that's- so that's just good filmmaking right there. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And apparently that was right out of the Ted Bundy playbook. Mm-hmm. The, the, the arm cast thing. Like yes. that was just straight up. He would just, yeah. But he I was like. with something I'm injured. And yeah. of course the good nature of mm-hmm. females or just people in general will stop and help. Well, Ted Bundy was also apparently. Everyone was like, oh, he was so handsome and so he's charming. I guess he's. Do you think, as, as a lady, yeah. you're saying. Okay. I could be oh. like, I, he's not like elephant man ugly, but like object. Yeah. Okay. Google him without the crazy eyes. I mean, there's pictures of him with the crazy eyes, and you're like, whoa, that guy's not good. But if you find one where he's not making that face... If you're, just at a, if you're just at a 4th of July barbecue and had a couple beers and he has a cast in his arm, like... I would definitely You're help definitely him. helping him get his kayak in the truck? A thousand percent. Oh, and, that's you know, fucked. I know, right? That's super fucked. I what love it. What people will do with a good head of hair and a nice smile. Like... Sorry. This this actually that's going to be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> this actually tracks based on Marissa's taste in men. Is that she, she would definitely Bundy get chic. Her. roasted? Yeah. <laughs> she would be like, "Oh, you're having trouble with your VW bug? I'll yeah. hang out with you until the until your wife shows up." <laughs> oh God, accurate. Uh, right. Very accurate. All right, Nolan, number one pick. My number one pick is 1987's RoboCop. Yes, mm. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Again, like I said, all of my picks are going to have an autobiographical bent to them. When I was six years old, my mom was pregnant with my little brother, and my grandpa lived next door to us. And I woke up one morning in 1987, in the summer of 1987, I'm at my grandpa's house, not at my house. My old one-armed, grizzly, World War II vet grandpa was like, yeah, your mom had the baby. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. There's no cell phones. I can't, you know, and that's that's all I had to go on for like three hours. Then my dad comes home, grabs me. He's like, hey, let's go see your mom and 
meet your little brother. And I'm, again, six years old. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So we drive like 30 miles into Baytown, Texas, which is like mm-hmm. a suburb of Houston, closest like big town to this little town we grew up in. We go meet my mom. I see my mom. I meet my little brother. We leave. My dad, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, is not the biggest moviegoer, aficionado, whatever. My dad was like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? And I was like, yeah. And in retrospect, now I'm like, oh, he was just, okay, yeah. Yeah, many, many questions. (laughs) Your your dad wants to take you to a movie after his wife. It was a very rough rough birth. For him? No, for my mom. It was, it was, I yeah. know. I, no, I, yeah, I but so we, like, so we went and visited her, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna sedate your mom now. She needs to rest. It's time for you to go." Like it was, it was, a, it was. I mean, like they put us out of the hospital. Like she, they were like, "We need to you put need her." You need to kill time. Take your mind off of things. Yeah, like they were like, okay. "Yeah, your mom's done." Like there was blood transfusions. I mean, it was, it was a rough oh. birth. Yeah, I mean, it, you left it, that out. Well, it's all Those fine. It, it, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was okay. We went to the movie afterwards. I didn't realize we had to explain it. But no, yeah, it, they <laughs> they kicked us out of the hospital. They're like, your mom needs to rest. Visiting hours were over. And we're like, okay, cool. We're going to go. And obviously, my dad was just exhausted. And so he was just like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? And I'm like, yeah, let's go see a movie. So we went across the street to the mall. And my dad took my six-year-old ass to go see RoboCop. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a dad thing to do. I, I figured it out after. I didn't know. I mean, like, seriously, like. RoboCop answered a lot of questions that I didn't even know that I had when I was a kid. Uh, it also asked a lot of questions, I'm sure. Yeah, and I don't think I even mentioned that to my mom until she was until I was like 15, and she, she was just like, "You took him to see RoboCop?" Like, <laughs> like seriously, it was like 10 years later. Mama was like, "God damn it, Tom." That's amazing. Anyway, that's mine. Great story. So, I'm sorry that if I took too. One. I'm sorry if I took too long on that. Uh, no, that was good. That was good stuff. I loved uh, the sentimental bent to it. Is is uh, is beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick is. The nice guys. Ooh. Mm. Not a single police officer in that movie. They're, dude, they're, it's, it's close enough. They're, it, it, not, uh. they're private investigators investigating a crime. That's fair. It is, hands down, one of the most original mm. and funny movies to come out in the past decade. Mm. Sell us on it. I absolutely love it. I think Russell Crowe. I'm I'm objecting to the premise. I don't I don't think it belongs. I I because I did this whole thing about the nice guys, and I was almost going to do it. And I was like, you know what? If I say nice guys, Jimbo's going to fucking rake me over the coals about how like there was no like. I can't believe you're doing this to me right now, Jimbo. <laughs> Honestly, like you fucking asshole. Super like upset. I talked myself out of the nice guys, and fucking picked cops instead. And okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. A lot of interpretation look, to this. There's a saying, lot of interpretations to it. And look, I uh, like, it, 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 one of the interpretations being that there's none of the protagonists in that movie are police officers. I don't give a shit. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay, the nice guys. so we're talking. <laughs> the nice guys is so Ryan Gosling is fucking hilarious in this movie. It moves at a dynamic pace. Uh. The script is fantastic. The directing is great. I love this movie. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's not a fucking superhero movie. It's not something inside of a franchise. It's just a good movie that's come out in the past 10 years. Recommend, recommend, recommend. No one ever talks about it, but it was so good. Fair. They definitely don't, they definitely don't talk about it about cop, on cop podcasts because, you know. Because I'm not really that's, sure we, Yeah, we do the gumshoe, do the gumshoe podcast and, you know. Well, who knows when that's going to come up? But you know what? If we do do a gumshoe podcast, I will do the nice guys again. So. Number one. You know, I, I felt like this. I felt like like all three appearances on my pod, I've been like fucking with the premise, and so I decided to show a little respect this time. 
and then you just fucking flip the fucking script on me and like yeah i can't believe it's you're my doing podcast this I'm it is your podcast i guess so yeah I yeah want. you're totally mm-hmm. fine i make up the rules as we go along <laughs> mm-hmm. right. hey do you know who plays the dead body at the bottom of the hill in nice guys no, I don't, but this is a good piece of trivia I want to know. It's Robert Downey Jr. Is it really? No. Oh, yeah. That's great. Because Shane Black, even though he's not a superhero movie, Shane Black did Iron Man 3, which is arguably my favorite Iron Man movie, one of my top three favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. And uh, and also, if you were talking about Shane Black, you should have just done Lethal Weapon. But whatever. It's fine. I'm, you know, I'm not <laughs> no, trying to criticize you like too much Lethal on your own. I Lethal Weapon as much as I Whoa! like Yikes. Uh, you heard it here, folks. Right. News of the world. What, that I don't like Lethal Weapons as much as I like the nice guys? Yes, exactly that's, what yeah, you that's, said. That is what they call a hot take. I that love is. Lethal Weapon, but I don't love it as much as I love the nice guys. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, Marty, it was really nice talking yes. to you. over. The, yeah. You too, Nolan. I had a blast. Absolutely. We should, yeah. We should totally be on podcasts more together. That was super fun. We should fun. do this again, and we should do Christmas soon. Ooh. Christmas oh. movies? Christmas oh, yeah. Movie. Christmas in July? That. Yes. Oh, perfect. Christmas in July movie. Oh, we're doing Done. Let's do it next week. week. We have we to. we got to do it. We're doing okay. next week. All right. Sold. I'll be, I'll be in Florida, but I'm bringing the laptop and the microphone so I can do it on location. The laptop. All there right. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, folks. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, for the Top Guys Movie Podcast. I'm Jim Davis. Marty here. Nolan English. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Top guys, top guys, they owe me now. Top guys, top guys. We have top men working on it right now. Top guys, top guys. Who? Top men. Top guys, top guys, they owe me now. Top guys.